Turn your Bible to Philippians 1, beginning verse 21. I'd like to say I'm really proud of our Anchorage students. Most of the students that go to Glendale, they go to Anchorage Christian School, are here tonight. I thank the Lord for that. That's sort of the way they do, and I appreciate that very much. That's faithfulness. Philippians 1.21, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I what not. For I'm in a strait betwixt two, having desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. And having this confidence, I know that I shall abide continue with you for your furtherance and joy of faith, that your rejoicing may be more abundant in Jesus Christ for me by my coming to you again. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come to see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in the Spirit with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel, and in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. For unto you is given the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake, having the same conflict which ye saw in me and now here to be in me. Four questions from this passage. I want to ask a question about each of the main verses. Verse 21, for to me to live is Christ. Why did Paul say that? First of all, he was facing death. He was in a Roman prison. Any day he might come, be taken to be beheaded. But what he was saying is, Everywhere I go, Jesus is with me. He is there. And if I am allowed to live, then Christ lives in me, and I can give his love out to others. He can love through me. But if I am to die, just think what's going to be there. Because that which awaits me after death, how beautiful heaven must be. So you're not afraid to live or to die. Secondly, verse 23 and 24. I'm in a strait betwixt two, having desired to depart, be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. Well, a strait, S-T-R-A-I-T. Why was he in a strait betwixt two? He wanted to depart, but he said, I will abide. To depart is far better. To go to heaven is to be out of all this difficulty, the persecutions, the floggings, the jails, all the other things. To die is going to be wonderful. But he said, it's more needful for you that I stay here. And God is going to let me stay here because you need me. Now you and I can say that to the Lord. What a wonderful thing it would be to go home. But as long as we're here, God can operate through us. God can love through us. God can reach other people through us. God can do his work on earth through us. Somebody said God has no hands but our hands. 
He has no feet but our feet. He has no tongue but our tongue. So if we allow him, he will use us. Thirdly, look at verse 27. Only let your conversation be as becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in the spirit with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel. Why did Paul tell them that your conversation is to become the gospel of Christ? Your conversation there means citizenship, your behavior. Why did he say that? First of all, that you stand fast on what you know is right. Secondly, that you stand with one spirit. Do not be divided with one spirit, striving together for the gospel and not terrified by the adversaries. In one place, Paul said, there's a great and effectual door open to me and there are many adversaries. That was sort of the way it is. He didn't say there's a great and effectual door open to me, but there are many adversaries. He said, and there are many adversaries. That's where we are in life. There are adversaries on every hand who will try to hurt us and stomp us and put us down. Then look at verse 29. For unto you is given the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake, having the same conflict which you see in me and now here to be in me. Not only to believe on Christ, but to suffer for his sake. Most of us don't have a whole lot of trouble believing in Christ. If we've been a Christian for some time, we're grateful that Christ has saved us, has given us a purpose, he's with us day by day. But this passage says, not only to believe on him, but to suffer for his sake. We don't like to suffer. Who in this room really enjoys suffering? Nobody does. But Paul said, Christ has come into our lives. We're to believe on him and when necessary, suffer for his sake. Sometimes we suffer because of timidity. The Bible tells us to go into all the world and tell the gospel. Some say, well, I'm too timid to do that. I'm afraid somebody will close the door in my face. And they may. That's part of suffering for Christ's sake. You know the story of many people who have gone knocking on doors. People have been glad to receive you. Then from time to time you meet somebody that slammed the door in your face. Well, they say, I'm not interested. That's happened to me a number of times. And I prayed, the Lord would show me what to do. Invariably, he's told me to go back. I'd go back again and again and again. No interest, no, no, no interest at all. Then all of a sudden, that person comes to church, walks down the aisle, makes a commitment to the Lord. Some of you may remember a young man named Larry. He ran a spur station down on Main Street many years ago. Some of our people would go by his station, invite him to church. He showed no interest at all. One of our ladies, Mrs. Hall, would give him a gospel track. Encourage him to come. He'd hand the track back. He wasn't interested. 
That happened over a period of a year, maybe two years. One Sunday, I saw him in church. The end of the invitation, he came down the aisle, and with tears, he said, I've rejected Christ a long time. Some of the people of this church have invited me again and again. Tonight I come, I want to give my heart to Christ. God called Larry to preach. The last few years of his life, he preached the gospel. All because somebody cared enough having track. Let's keep at it. Let's bow together in prayer. Our Father, we thank you. There's a reason why God told Paul to say these things. Help us to get beyond the words, to understand why God wants us to do it, and then to be faithful in going and telling and living and giving and serving. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand, please. What's your hymn number? 350. Page 350. As we sing tonight, if the Holy Spirit spoke to you about any matter, you need to come make a commitment to Christ. If you're here and you're not saved, don't leave without Jesus. If you need a recommitment of your life, come and do that. Or just come and pray. Do whatever God says to do. But in your heart, would you be willing to say, I'll go, I'll talk, I'll give, I'll serve.